Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of the basketball and football action here in the 2021 season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Bet online, where the game starts. Good afternoon or good night. However and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it's a podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is November 30th, the final day of November, and we have a chaotic episode here for you today. If you like chaos, if you like funny, if you like inside jokes that you don't understand, today is the show for you. Morgan from Australia, not Morgan for Australia, it's not a political ad campaign. Morgan from Australia is here today. And we're going to laugh because her LSU Tigers, and I put that in air quotes because uh, she doesn't necessarily ride with LSU as much. But anyways, her LSU Tigers from all the way across the world decided to get really, really drunk and try and like outshine Lincoln Riley going to USC, which was a totally unprecedented move that I thought was going to flaunt its way into our football Monday. It didn't really. It more found its way into memes of the weekend on Monday, which of course you can check out with the link in the description to today's episode. And so LSU decided, okay, if this is the game we have to play now, we're going to throw $15 million. That's a $1.5 million more than anyone other than Nick Saban, who I assume is making like Michael Jordan level of money at Alabama. $15 million a year. Who are we going to throw that money at? Of course, we're going to throw it at the only coach, good and the best coach who would possibly take our job, and that apparently is Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly is apparently the best coach that could possibly take the LSU job, and now Notre Dame doesn't have a coach. Oklahoma doesn't have a coach. They literally offered Brian Kelly a deal he could not refuse. And I assume it's going to be over $100 million. I assume the Lincoln-Riley deal is going to be over $100 million once the details come out there. Because, good lord, some college teams really decided to get drunk and pay some unprecedented amounts for coaches. It is nuts out here. Two crazy-ass moves in 24 hours. I would also like to, uh, as we begin the proceedings here today... Give some props to the Washington Huskies. 
the Washington Huskies decided in the middle of all this chaos to hire the Fresno State coach. Just most of you probably missed that in the Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly and Urban Meyer chaos because, yes, people are talking about Urban Meyer going back to the college football at Notre Dame, which is never going to happen. Notre Dame, for for the fact that they pretend like they have morals and they pretend like they actually are a, a prestigious Catholic good boys institution, they just, uh, Urban Meyer's too untouchable at this point for any program. Now, this is not a Notre Dame is pure thing. Urban Meyer was untouchable for LSU. You know how dirty that's got to be if LSU's like, nah, we're not, nope. We got Title IX stuff going on. USC, too dirty for USC. They had a billion dollar lawsuit over sexual assault at that school and uh, pedophilia. All of that made Urban Meyer untouchable there. He is untouchable at that point. But anyways, shout out to Washington for deciding. Weird pivot from pedophilia to Washington. But shout out to Washington for deciding that they wanted to uh, quietly hire the Fresno State coach and make basically the wazoo move of we're just going to hire the best Mountain West coach available, which I thought was going to be Brady Hoke. Just a, a, a heap in a prayer that Brady Hoke's rehab tour would make its way back to Washington. It would be even better if that rehab tour ended up in Notre Dame. But yeah, Washington made the small hire, took the coach from the Mountain West, made him their coach. It's a good little move. Um, and they did it smashed between Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly, changing the entire landscape of college football for an entire decade. My favorite tweet of all of this, and I spent 30 minutes just laughing at Twitter around this story because it's so unbelievably funny. Reddit college football credit to this one, which is, imagine telling someone 12 months ago, LSU's Brian Kelly would no longer have to play division rival Lincoln Riley every single year because he left Oklahoma for USC. Just college football decided to get absolutely bonkers drunk over the last 24 hours, throwing out ridiculous contracts. And I don't even know what the rationale is for the the crazy contracts. Like if we're going to formulate an actual opinion instead of just making jokes and thinking about things differently than other people do, which is something I try to do here is to bring nuanced conversation that is different than what we're having in normal conversation. So all of a sudden you have college coaches throwing out insane amounts of money and breaking contracts left and right with already top 10 level money because this is a massive, massive buyer's market in college football right now. We talked about this actually last week and the week before, both with our boy Slump Buster and just our our podcast from Wednesday last week, which is college football had a lot of programs with open jobs who weren't, who who we've seen them succeed in the past. Like Florida has won multiple championships in the last two decades. Uh, Notre Dame was close. Obviously, they they are like the second, third tier program that had their coach poached, obviously. Um, But you can go further down the list to Florida. um, uh, I'm sorry, beyond Florida, LSU, USC, the University of Miami job is about to be open if Mario Cristobal decides that he wants to go to the University of Miami without an athletic director. All of these jobs, we've seen success in the last decade. Miami National Championship, USC multiple national championships, LSU multiple national championships, Florida multiple national championships. Again, this is in an era where Nick Saban has won six championships. 
one at LSU, obviously, but six championships, and Dabo Swinney has won two. So that constitutes right there, like 80% of all of your national championships over the last two decades. And so these programs all just happen to have job openings at the same time, and not everyone was going to get a big-name coach. Now, I thought big-name coach, in air quotes, meant getting Lane Kiffin or getting Mario Cristobal or getting Luke Fickle as your head coach, who we'll talk about Luke Fickle in a little bit. But all of this to come full circle back to college football, there wasn't going to be enough coaches here. And it turns out LSU and USC were kind of in a place of advantage because they had fired their coach so early, because they had galvanized resources for a big head coaching hire. Their schools had kind of like found the resources in between to, to build out these contracts. And it probably blindsided Oklahoma, the Lincoln-Riley situation, especially because reports have suggested that this all came together within about 12 hours. Not that Lincoln-Riley wasn't secretly already like plotting an exit from Oklahoma, but just when USC became interested, that was his move to make. And Brian Kelly, same situation. It's like, well, for that amount of money and for that job... It was worth the amount of money that, or it was worth it to have it all come together very, very quickly within, you know, like two hours or sorts. Like it felt like that all moved very, very quickly to Brian Kelly becoming the head coach at LSU and ghosting everybody within the program who wasn't coming with him. And so I'm sure Oklahoma and Notre Dame kind of feel the same pain that LSU and USC felt, which is where all of us were, which is... You're trying a James Franklin, a very good coach. Like It's something that would have been a splashy move by the previous standards of college football. And now within like two days, you've flipped all the expectations for these head coaching hires. And Oklahoma and Notre Dame are not going to like pivot to paying ridiculous amounts of money with all those buyouts that they got from uh, Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly. I think Lincoln Riley's buyout was something like $55 million or something like that. And and they were still willing to fork up the money. And so the obvious thing to pivot to after that is talking about how the players aren't getting compensated except in Applebee's gift cards. And this is always the conversation at the forefront of it, but I just don't have anything new that I can add to the conversation other than the thing we've talked about before, which is College football pays its athletes 16 cents on the dollar, and because of that suppressed labor cost, they generate higher revenues, and because of that, they're able to pay coaches ridiculous buyouts and spend $600 million in total over the past decade on college coaching buyouts, college head coaching football buyouts. I should be more specific about that. There's nothing new to add to this conversation. It just magnifies the hypocrisies of all of this which makes it difficult to support the NCAA at large. But in college football, it's not even the NCAA. It's power brokers in these conferences. And conferences are ultimately just a member of a group of schools, which means that these schools are the ones who are perpetuating this conversation in college football of how does Lincoln Riley get that contract? How does Brian Kelly get that contract? How does Mel Tucker get that contract? you know, 50% pay raises for all of these people who are already top 10 highest paid coaches in college football. And it just happens to be a year where demand exceeded the availability. And I don't think this is going to be a larger trend simply because there aren't going to be enough job openings to make this a trend. Uh, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, probably not going to hire big name coaches. There's just not that many available at this point. I know 
obviously Matt Campbell is going to be connected to these jobs or Jeff Brom over at Purdue is going to be connected to one of these jobs. Not sure which one, but he'll be connected to something going on here. And Josh Heupel at Tennessee and Tennessee might then hire Jeff Brom and it might be one gigantic loop of a circle or maybe someone goes to the NFL and tries to poach a coordinator or something like Kellen Moore going to Oklahoma. That actually makes perfect sense now that I say it out loud. They should probably go hire Kellen Moore at Oklahoma. But all of that to say, this is an anomaly, I think, more than anything else. And I could be proven wrong in a while, but simply put, I think it's just a weird coincidence that USC decided they early on with the firing that they wanted to play this game of Lincoln Riley being a coach for like five to ten years. Because this doesn't feel like a jumping point for Lincoln Riley. This feels like a forever type of hire, maybe less of a forever type of hire now that Brian Kelly is moving down to LSU with that level of expectations and that gigantic contract that LSU is just willing to flaunt everywhere because LSU has the stupid resources of an Alabama or a Texas or a Texas A&M. They have the that level of stupid resources and yet it doesn't really matter because LSU can just, you know, fire Ed Orgeron making the second highest paid contract in college football, pay his buyout, and then go give Brian Kelly the second largest contract in college football in an effort to try and restore the program. While Florida, on the other hand, decided, no, we're going to be vanilla. We're going to hire the college assistant and we're going to try that route in, in just, you know, slowly building things up with the FCS, or not FCS, the group of five hire, which doesn't happen very often in the SEC, especially from a former power broker like Florida, but Florida is also trying to recoup some resources here and everything that happened with Dan Mullen. I think they just needed something vanilla. And I think Florida probably jumped the gun a little bit on that one because LSU was about to jump the gun and hire someone not sexy like Brian Kelly for a gigantic contract. And then they saw USC make the move. And this is like uh, the, the quote unquote dick measuring contest of LSU coming in here and hiring Brian Kelly because there was no connection to this beforehand. It was it was Matt Campbell. It was Dave Aranda. And then all of a sudden they got on the phone, offered a ridiculous amount to Brian Kelly to try and play the game that USC just played, which, by the way, may or may not work out. Like, I think USC's recruiting base is going to swing over here because we've seen five four-star recruits decommit from Oklahoma and get ready to recommit to USC. So I think there's a victory in that and the recruiting side that I don't understand enough, but all of that to all of that to bring it full circle, which is this all feels like a weird two weeks of individual players making individual moves simply because there won't be those level of coaches to keep replenishing the system. Simply put, Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly have never moved like this in those types of jobs. It's never really happened for someone well-established, been to, in the case of Brian Kelly, we'll talk about this more with Morgan from Australia, three college football playoffs and one national championship in 12 years. Lincoln Riley, two college football playoffs in five years, Two Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks, another Heisman Trophy win or Heisman Trophy second place finish, and obviously Lincoln Riley's had a, a couple of down years in air quotes because they won the Big Twelve last year, but it was a weird fluke win, and this year they obviously finished I think ten and two, but also 
technically lost to Baylor and or sorry technically lost to Kansas because they were losing in the fourth quarter against Kansas and that should just automatically count as a loss so a 9-10 win season for Oklahoma and all of a sudden it's time to switch and take like a really hard job like USC is going to be a hard turnaround for Lincoln Riley it's not a, a it's not a cushy job to go in there even though it's Los Angeles and you have the gigantic recruiting base and five-star recruits are going to follow you who you already recruited at Oklahoma all of that is going to be true but it doesn't make it like an easy job for Lincoln and it's definitely not going to be an easy job for Brian Kelly but I think it's the opportunity that do, like never happens these are weird market corrections in the post-Jimbo Fisher world where Jimbo leaves for Texas A&M and everyone's shocked by that move and that's basically the way LSU played this one because it might sound weird, but Texas A&M actually generates more revenue than LSU in athletics. It's really weird. They've got a gigantic alumni base, but Texas A&M has more money at their disposal than LSU. It's not a huge difference, but they do have more money at their disposal than LSU. They did this move with Jimbo. Uh, Brian Kelly, now, by the way, Scott Woodward, the athletic director at LSU, previously hired Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. So now he's power brokered two of these three stupid moves in college football. I don't mean stupid like bad. I mean stupid like none of this makes sense is totally unprecedented in the sport. Brokered two of these three gigantic moves that now move the power needle. All of this to say which I've said twice now, but this is the general conclusion from all of this. This is a one, this is a one-off moment in time. I feel pretty confident saying this is not a larger trend in the sport. Maybe more power brokers will do this in the near future, but at a certain point, you're just going to run out of established coaches that you can throw gigantic amounts of money at and they'll still continue to come over because you can throw gigantic sums of money at Mel Tucker and it's not going to feel the same as Brian Kelly coming over to for, to LSU and now it makes a lot more sense how Mel Tucker got that 95 million dollar extension at Michigan State that everyone was making fun of man used his leverage to perfection and he got that gigantic contract that he might have been able to get more at LSU if he had wanted to even make the jump at LSU. Instead, he gets the 10-year contract at John Gruden levels of money to stay at Michigan State. And right now, the only comps that we have to what Brian Kelly's about to make at LSU is Bill Belichick with the Patriots and Nick Saban with Alabama. And that is simply just a market set because LSU wants to buy... That's what it took to get Brian Kelly one. And for USC, that's just what it took to get Lincoln Riley. That's just where the market is moving as the revenue continues to increase in that sport. And as we talked about earlier, as the players continue to not get paid by the universities. So with that being said, we will continue some of this college football conversation here. Who's the school who's willing to wait it out and hire Luke Fickle? Is it going to be you, Notre Dame? Is it going to be you, Oklahoma? Is it going to be you, Tennessee, after Josh Heupel takes the other job? Who's going to wait it out? I guess we'll find out. But anyways, we're, we're going to continue this LSU conversation with Morgan from Australia because we recorded this about 20 minutes after it became official that Brian Kelly was leaving. So this was obviously the hot topic, and we got all kinds of shenanigans, of course, 
mixed in here. So without further ado, here is international correspondent for the Lauer After Hours podcast, which you can check out with the link in the description to this episode, Morgan from Australia in the middle of the summer because it is the last day of November here, which means it is 89 degrees over there in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, everything is happening right now as we're recording this. Uh, are, what is your affiliation with LSU still? Because it seems like it's like a Facebook status of it's complicated. Yeah, it is. It is. It's complicated. Um, I hate that I love them. Fair enough. I don't. I don't know what to do with that. But uh, neither do yeah. I. Yeah, That's you're just kind of stuck in limbo right now where um, you, you, you don't like the whole, you know, sexual assault and ignoring rape cases. But at the same time, you had a coach who also won a national championship while drinking 18 Red Bulls a day and had a funny accent. Yeah. And said, good Douglas. <laughs> and that was like fun and stuff. Uh, and, I, th- I think. And now I have all these than- players in the NFL who are really fun to watch. I think we can do better than <clears throat> Go Tigers. Go no, Tigers. I'm going to go be the offensive line coach at Arkansas. Uh, you're going to get whomped. going to get whomped. We're going <laughs> to whomp you. Seven and five, Arkansas and Auburn. It's one of those two places because that's where all the fired SEC coaches go for some reason. Arkansas has like three former SEC coaches on their assistant mm-hmm. staff. Yeah, and also Auburn has Derek Mason apparently because Derek Mason just shut out Alabama this weekend. But anyways, so yeah, Brian Kelly, that just happened within the last ten minutes. The anti Ed Orgeron. But why? Because they just hired anti Ed Orgeron. Where's Lane gone? Can't see it, but Morgan has her her Celtics jersey on with one hand just buried into her eyes right now but also I don't want Brian Kelly knows how stupid it is I don't want this mm. I, I, I don't know I, I wanted Lane Kiffin I don't know why because Lane Kiffin is the smoldering Better? man who and I love smoldering <laughs> Yeah, Lane Kiffin's exciting. He's he's bringing excitement back into your life. Oh, I, you know what? Like I love fun. Fun's good. I want yeah. to. I wanted Lane, and I don't want boring ass Brian Kelly. You, you think about your sports fandoms. You've had Sean Payton forever. You've been in a. You've been in a long marriage. There's no love left there in that marriage. That marriage is just you're staying together for the children at this point. Yeah, but Taysom Hill's not the children. <laughs> He is now. He's your QB one as of Thursday. So looks like Aww. he is your son again. Then then you had Brad Stevens. His son I don't want. Brad anyway. Stevens is just you Brad Stevens is what Brad Stevens is. I don't need to make further jokes about that. What is Brad Stevens? Oh Brad Stevens is vanilla. Brad Stevens is just you're you're there he, because he's he a is, nice guy. He is two percent milk. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So you, you, you have, I don't even know what that is. We don't have two percent milk here, but I get it. It's no, watered yeah, down. It, it, he's two percent milk. That is a great way of putting it. Brad Stevens is two percent milk. It's 
there's nothing sexy about it. It's you just you're there for the personality. They everyone wins in that relationship. It's like it's like marrying an engineer, basically. It's like oh, I've met some engineers. Ugh. Yeah, but you're get <laughs> exactly that. That's how I feel every time I see Brad Stevens trying to draw up an out of bounds play. Uh, so yeah, you've got that. He's not the coach anymore. He doesn't do that now. Yeah, I know, but. I can't name the coach of the Celtics now. I can't say that. <laughs> you can't say the name? Nope. Nope. See, totally fair. It's still, but basically. And, and been, I'd rather not stuff it up. So, nope. You've been in a decade long relationship with Brad Stevens and Sean Payton. You needed something exciting in your life. And you got Brian Kelly, who looks like he thinks the ketchup is too spicy. Yeah, his water is spicy. Yeah, he is. Um, he is. Uh, no, just not. Uh, no. But the thing is, it's actually a good football move, though. Like it, Brian Kelly. Sell has, me. Sell it to me. Okay, Brian Kelly has done. Has first of all been to not one but two national championships. Uh, and what no, has he won? One national championship, two, uh, two college football playoffs outside of that with a program, by the way, that is like, I know Notre Dame's like the golden child program and Smeddy will talk lovely yeah. about it uh, tomorrow on the Levitar. We don't show. listen to her. Continue. We yes. To what she says. Uh, but at the same time, so Brian Kelly with one of these programs, that's like similar to Oregon where like they have some resources and some level of success went to a national championship game and played in two college football playoffs. So if you're hitting, cool. so if I put his if I put his rings in a box, how many rings are in there? Okay, but if you do that, you're gonna be bitterly disappointed because LSU is not good enough to hire a coach with rings. So I, you were gonna lose. That's a losing proposition all the way through. It's better than how many rings does Jamie Chadwell have? <laughs> how many how many rings does you're trying Bill to sell O'Brien me on the fact have? that he's a loser? That's what you're trying to sell me on the fact that he's a loser. He hit 25% in his time at Notre Dame. That's 12, 13 seasons and had three playoff appearances with a program that's not Alabama. With a, that's with a program good. that he's kissed on the dick. Yeah, that's totally fair. Not going to argue that. Not You're not going to find the most pro Notre Dame person here. But at the same time, what, 12 years? This was his 12th year at Notre Dame and made the playoff or championship three times. That you could do a lot worse. That's like that's basically like hiring Cristobal. Then Cristobal has I, the I, one. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in on the crystal ball. I'm not here for that. Fair, but Cristobal. I don't. Cristobal reckon, I, don't I don't reckon that's a good idea. Just gonna say. Yeah, Cristobal comes from an Oregon program, though. That I mean, I thought this year they were gonna make the playoff. Like they were good enough to make the playoff this year. Oregon's been to the playoff three times in twelve years with three different coaches. But that didn't work out so hot either. So basically, it's it's like basically just buying the best money can buy, which I guess is Brian Kelly. Because who else? Was I, I take. I that just job? I just wanted Lane. That's all. That's I- totally fair. I get it. Lane is smoldering. Lane is Lane is an experience. You you don't know if it's exactly healthy for you, but it's an experience. Uh, it's it's yeah. a joke. Like Bill Clinton. I was going to go Carson Wentz, but they, I like yeah, that ew. one too. No, Bill, like Bill Clinton, a smoldering experience. Not good for you, but an experience. 
Uh, yeah, I, I was born in 2001, so it's not exactly the the greatest reference for me to go to on that. But of course, I know what happened. Oh, I'm there. sorry, I forgot you're 12. Continue. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was born All the just old before. People. I, I was born in a post Malice at the Palace world, pretty much. You don't so. even understand what it's like to wear a blue dress. I I don't get that. You don't get it. No, nope, I, I don't. You don't I get don't the understand. blue dress reference. Poor Monica Lewinsky. Oh, is that what that was? I know the name yeah. Monica Lewinsky. She's she's that person on Twitter. Yeah, she's that she's funny, funny person on, on Twitter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she is. I think I think I saw her on. John she reclaimed Oliver her, time. reclaimed her personality. Yeah, Good on exactly. Uh, I I didn't I didn't I, when you said blue dress, the first thing I thought of was that blue versus gold dress image that was rolling around back oh. when Vine was cool. That was so annoying. I agree. So was the Yanny Laurel thing, but we still pretended it was cool. It was gold. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, whoa, you can hear something different. How amazing. Yeah. Fun fact. If you ever listen okay. to the song, right, live your life. You've really, you've really. Go for it. If you laugh. Hey. Yeah. If there's the, if you listen to the chorus of that song, the same thing happens where you can hear multiple things. Oh, really? Yeah, on the part where they say paper chaser, but also it sounds like they're saying mm-hmm. big effing slut. Uh, you can what? hear both of those things. Yeah, I've try never it heard time. big effing slut. Right, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, try it. Tell yourself that you're hearing big effing slut and you'll hear it. Or uh, you could do what I do, which is hear paper slut every time now because I just oh, kind of combine the half two. Half off. Yeah, it'll change mid sentence based on what you hear. Uh, yeah, it's a fun <laughs> little you game you, you can play with that. Uh, can't wait. So I'm going to spend my Tuesday. Yeah. Now. <laughs> All right. I want to make my Carson Wentz joke now. Um, you know, Colts fans went through the trauma of losing Andrew Luck. It was it was really traumatic for them, like just totally unexpected out of nowhere. It was a traumatic experience. And Jacoby was yeah. that supportive friend that was there. They they thought they were ready for a relationship, so they waded into the water with Philip Rivers, and then they they thought they yeah. had recovered. They thought the trauma was gone, and then they got the Carson Wentz experience, which is fifteen of eighteen for one hundred ninety yards, three touchdowns, and destroying Tom Brady, only to have nine of twenty two with two interceptions in the second half, and you lose, and you have no idea if the team's good, and you have no idea if you're going to get a first round pick or not, and it's bringing back all the trauma for Colts fans because. The Carson Wentz, no one can be ready for the Carson Wentz experience. It's, it, you can't. There, there's no that. preparation. There is no amount of preparation that you can do. Nope. Colts fans thought they wanted this and then they got it for three months and they're like, I'm just as dead inside as Brian Kelly's wife, or sorry, Brad Stevens' wife. That's who I was thinking of. It, it just sounds like being a Nebraska fan. Like you think you're good for three quarters, and then bam, you're not. Yeah. I don't actually know what the deal with Nebraska is anymore. Nebraska fans just defeated by a decade or two decades of being terrible. Like, are they like, they're like, Jets the, they're like the most good three and nine team ever, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. They had a, they had a larger point differential than Michigan state this year. That is a real thing that happened. Uh, like but they, they didn't, they had even, they finished even on point differential. The fact that they finished okay, so going in, sorry, going into the Iowa yeah, State were, game, they were plus six and plus, plus six. Yeah, yeah, plus yes. six, and but were one and eight in conference games. Yeah. They they probably should have been in the Sun Bowl or or the uh, the Belk Bowl this year, but they end up three and nine. So this ah, is the thing. But Our, what about bowl eligible LSU? <laughs> I forgot about that. They're gonna play a. 
meaningless bowl game, which is not as funny as what they did last year, which is when they went four and four, five and five. They said, sorry, we're imposing sanctions so that we don't have to go play in a meaningless fucking bowl game. Yeah, we're, we're going to the Gasparilla Holiness Shorts game we're, <laughs> without a coach. Like, we don't even have a coach to take us because he's like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. Dude, <laughs> Oklahoma, this is the thing now. You've taken all the good coaches away. And there's still more coaching openings left. There are not enough good coaches to fill these holes. Someone is going to get screwed over and it's going to be like Baylor because they're going to lose Dave Aranda Miami. and Matt Rule. <laughs> yeah. Let it be Miami. <laughs> maybe, maybe Miami gets screwed. Maybe Miami has another Manny Diaz year. There are simply not enough good coaches to fill all of the vacancies that are available. It's but who's going to coach our ball game. I need to know that. <laughs> Is Brian Kelly going to coach a bowl game? Is he going to coach a bowl game? You know who is coaching a bowl game now? Apparently Bob Stoops for some reason. Not Ed Orgeron. That's what I know. It's not Ed Orgeron. I know that. No, he already left. He packed and left. He was like, no, not coming back. Sorry. Hadn't planned on winning today. I, I'm <laughs> half. I'm just half prepared at this point for Les Miles to show up to the bowl game and just be coaching LSU. <laughs> Oh, would it be the weirdest thing that's happened in the last 24 hours? No, it would not. No, no. Bob Stoops is coaching Oklahoma now in the the meaningless. I don't even know what game they're going to play. And they're going to play in the Alamo Bowl. (laughs) I don't even know what they're doing. Playing in the Gasparilla Bowl. I've chosen that for us. (laughs) Everyone plays in the Gasparilla Bowl. I like that. I I, I think there's going to be at least like three Outback Bowls this year based on how many six and six teams there are in the ACC Outback. and SEC. Outback's the worst. Bishop Sycamore of restaurants. I think that's just cultural appropriation at that point. Yeah, but it's like it's so fraudulent. Like <laughs> uh, that's what makes them the Bishop Sycamore. Like they're not, it's not real. That's like expecting uh, to get Taco Bell and thinking you're going to get authentic Mexican food. It's like, they're not even pretending that they are that they're just Outback Steakhouse. They're not, like even no one's pretending. ever, not one person in this country has ever made an onion like that. Fuck off. <laughs> I forgot about that. They used to have the guy with the thick Australian accent do their commercials. Lumen. Get yourself a bloomin' onion. No one's ever said the the sentence bloomin' onion in this country. <laughs> no, no, this one. is an American thing. It's totally American. Fucking it's idiots. cultural appropriation of white exactly people. Exactly right. It's it's all you people do. Yes, that's pre- that's about sixty percent of American culture is just straight cultural appropriation. Yeah. 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 That's that seems. So we do the tomahawk chop or something. Yeah. No. Does it? can be racist cultural appropriation. It's still cultural appropriation. That seems to be pretty much just call it American. We're going to steal everyone else's shit and call it American. <laughs> the land of the free. Also just add like 60% saturated fat as well. Just mix all of that together and you get America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> In a world where Brian Kelly can make $8 Shut million. Up, dollars Brian a year Kelly. Let's move on. Moving on. You're done with that? Unless he, yeah, unless he's coaching the Gasparilla Bowl, I'm not paying attention. All right. I can't wait to see who's actually going to play in the Gasparilla Bowl because I imagine it's going to be like Marshall versus, I don't know, uh, Army. Utah State. <laughs> uh, sounds like fun. Yep. And also whoever's coaching Florida at this point. 
is also going to be in the Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> also, I believe that is the Gasparilla Bowl sponsored by Bad Boy Mowers. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> or or the uh, who, who uh, UTSA is probably going to end up playing in the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl this year. That should be fun. Oh, I want that one. That one sounds like the best. The, the Boca Raton Bowl with Lane oh, Giffen. Yeah, and or, or I want some like Cheez-Its Bowl. I love a Cheez-Its Bowl. Okay, this is the very confusing part. The Cheez-It Bowl used to be in Arizona, but I think it's in Florida now. It's very confusing. I think oh. the che- I think the Cheez-It well, Bowl is in Jacksonville. Went, so maybe, maybe we could said that he could coach us again if we bring the bowl to him because he's gone to Florida. Yeah, no, it's good. It's gonna have the other. How already, about that? He already let's, moved there. Let's have it. Let's have the Cheez-It Bowl be a Stoops battle. Let's have Mark Stoops versus Bob Stoops coaching in a bowl game. Stupid it. Stupid it. <laughs> You're really proud of yourself for that one, aren't you? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten? Oh, damn. You yeah. must hate yourself. I, I whenever someone asks me for a one out of ten, I, I abide by dunk contest rules, which means I'll never dip below a six. Oh, so it's every oh wow. wow. Like, how was your day? Jesus. Nine out of ten, but I never dip below a even, six. Even I know when I even I know when I'm a four. <laughs> Fair, but my four is like a seven. It's, I, I do dunk contest rules. We always bet. We're always, we're always scoring at least a 35. You miss the dunk. You're still getting a 35. <laughs> Must be nice being you. Yeah. It's very, it's very cheery and positive. It's also nicer that well. I don't have, you know, like actual fandoms. So I don't live or die <laughs> with Brian Kelly becoming my head coach and realizing Shut I have up. to root we were, for Brian Kelly. We weren't Kelly. doing this again. We weren't still doing this, Carl. We moved on. Moved on from Brian Kelly. Yeah. Right, what else? Have the Jokic's have? the Jokic brothers killed anyone yet? That's <laughs> uh, not. I don't. Is Jokic even playing? Like, yes. I d- okay, Jokic. In. Jokic is playing. And the brothers that- are behind the bench. Oh yay! We do have we do have a battle here. Oh yep, I see the photo now. Yeah, the brothers oh. are behind, like right behind the bench. That they got booed beautiful. as they went to their seats. <laughs> that is beautiful. By the fourteen people in Miami who turned up on time. Oh my gosh, I've also seen a video where apparently one of the Jokic brothers has a very petite girlfriend. Um, This is a startling development right now that I believe the eldest of the Jokic brothers has a very petite girlfriend he's walking into the stadium with. Largest loaf of bread. (laughs) The largest loaf of bread. I don't know. I mean, I know a a slice or... I know Nicola looks like a loaf of bread, but if if the brothers are also going to be loaf of bread, they have to be like more like trimmed loaves of bread. Like one of them is definitely pumpernickel. Like th- these are, these are like very toned forms of bread. <laughs> You're proud of that? Thanks. <laughs> Show killer. Really. Show killer sound right there. <laughs> Yeah, I hope this makes sense for people listening. We're just doing Levitard show jokes. That's pretty much we're just recreating the Levitard show right now. Pretty much, if if you if any of you what subscribe to the feed, we're we're giving you this podcast like eight hours before they drop theirs on Tuesday. It's basically exactly just right. gonna be the same thing. It's just gonna You're be welcome. yeah, just replace Smetty, the the angry Notre Dame fan, with Morgan, the angry LSU fan, about getting Brian Kelly. <laughs> wow, you're welcome. What an upgrade. Um, how pissed would you be if Lane Kiffin ends up at Notre Dame? 
think I've got twitch in my eye all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets Real your angry? smoldering god. Oh no. Jaden. Imagine that. It's like you, you could have had him in Death Valley, the co- college football, the, the best atmosphere in college football, and he trades in Dirty Dirty Lake in Oxford, Mississippi for South Bend, Indiana. Uh, that would be just brutal. On his I part. don't know about the quality of the, the water in, your, in, <laughs> in Louisiana. I don't know if he's going to trade up for the quality of water there. If it's still going to be dirty water, I don't it's know. But there's a real tiger on campus. Can't, can we not sell him that? Can we not sell him like the tiger? Like Lane, do you want the tiger? You can have the tiger. Someone give him the fucking tiger. I like the idea that he. he you know, like sometimes when I when I get really drunk, I watch Mike the Tiger Cam in the middle of the night. Okay, well now we're not we're not moving past this at this point. So so drunk Morgan decides that the drunk way Morgan that- gets on the on the live stream of Mike the Tiger Cam and watches what he's doing. So you watch from halfway around the world a tiger that used to be encaged and used as a mascot for the LSU facility no, before PETA got involved. A tiger in name. Like there, there have been nine Mike the Tigers. Do you know that? Yeah, just like there's been 22 Georgia. Uh, I forgot. Ugga, I think is their name. Ugga. Yeah. 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 So been... there's been nine Mike the Tigers, but they only like actually say that there's been like seven because Two of them like had different stripes all of a sudden, but they never announced it and died. So yeah, this, this is like anyway, how they say that. I, yes, Punxsutawney all right. I get drunk Phil. and I watch the tiger. Yeah, this, this is like saying Punxsutawney Phil on Groundhog Day has been alive for 130 years. It's like, yeah, of yeah. course he has been. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, so like, I get if we're like out at a bar or something, I'm like, hey, have you ever seen this tiger? Oh no! I go the other way. I have I have Morgan like getting home, texting that you know everyone got home safe, and then just like crashing on your couch and just pulling up Mike oh, the yeah, Tiger we- as you fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that happens too. But I like I also try to introduce him to people who could not care any fucking less. Of course, it's a tiger. And I do it often. It's a tiger halfway around the world. I'm like, giant- look, you can watch what he's doing. Look. <laughs> Have you seen this video of him stalking some guy on YouTube? Watch, watch this. Watch this 10-minute video of him like about to pounce on somebody in the glass. Watch, watch, watch. Yeah, so so we're gonna put we're gonna put Brian Kelly in the cage next to him. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, no, gonna- we're gonna give him to Lane, but now we're just gonna make Brian Kelly Mike's lunch. I, I like the idea that they're trying to that like Lane. So imagine Lane takes the job and part of the sweetener is that he can have Mike the Tiger. I like the idea that just in his house, he just buys a fish tank. Yeah. An empty fish Mike tank. Tyson is like, would this take is it. what you do to take care of tigers. <laughs> Lane's a bad hangover. Former divorcee, you know. <laughs> I, this is what you do with tigers. You buy a giant fish tank that you can put on the side of your wall and just put a tiger. Yeah, kitty, kitty. <laughs> Bad kitty. Imagine the recruiting pitch at the end. Oh, no. Imagine the end of year like party at the house of Lane Kiffin where all the players show up and they're just like, yo, it's a tiger. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's just got a tiger. <laughs> Boom. Seven and five. Here we come. Onwards and upwards from the Gasparilla Ball boys. <laughs> <laughs> Onwards and upwards. We're headed, we're headed straight for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's exactly where we're going. <laughs> 
<laughs> things go real well, we can go to San Diego for the holiday ball. That sounds fun and festive. Yeah, yeah. You can you can bring all your all your pals from Notre Dame over there. You bring uh, the Notre Dame is going to play against Washington. <laughs> ah, beautiful. Onward and upward. I totally could have sold Lane on Mike the Tiger. Idiots. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. be good at recruiting. <laughs> I'd promise everyone the Tiger. <laughs> you'd show up. You'd, you'd, you'd have them come on their official visit. And you'd just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, send, me, send me to the Manning house. I'm going to get Arch right now. <laughs> that kid. I'm going to get that kid right now. I'm promising him the Tiger. Morgan, no Morgan. You put, you're gonna I don't go. Care what you do, you write, you write his name in the end zone. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna go and give him the tiger, and he's coming with us. No, here's what you're doing. You're you're showing up to the Manning house. You know, I I imagine Cooper has to sit in his kennel in the corner. But Cooper, it, Cooper's still like filming the Uber Eats ads. Yeah, <laughs> that is. By the way, can we talk about how obscure these Uber Eats ads are? Like, <laughs> not to get sidetracked here, but. Aaron Andrews, for some reason, is in every commercial now. And I have to say, like, shout out to whoever her agent is, because because like her agent and, and Julian Edelman's agent are just doing like God's work at this point with the commercial gigs. And then you had. Uh, yeah, but Julian Edelman, like he's got some. Do you have any skeletons in the closet? Like Aaron Andrews, pretty clean. Aaron Andrews Edelman. pretty clean, except for that one time that the, with the peephole incident. But that wasn't her fault. But that wasn't her fault. She's the exactly. victim there. <laughs> no, of course. Yo, she's the victim in that case. She reclaimed, reclaimed her. Like Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> As we all should reclaim our power. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like Cooper Manning leaning into the fact that he's Cooper Manning. That, re- that reminded me of the joke. Oh, they also did one with Mr. Irrelevant from the draft last year. Um, the actual guy who was picked with the last pick in the draft and in the commercial, he has a Mr. Relevant Jersey. And he's like explaining, he's like, I'm gonna keep working hard so that everyone can know my name. And as he starts to say his name, it cuts out of the commercial to the Uber eats. <laughs> uh, and I Googled it later. It was actually the guy who was picked with the last pick in the draft. They didn't just like do whatever like that. The actual last pick in the draft last year, I think he's like a defensive end on the Bucks practice squad. Actually, got to do the commercial uh, and got the Uber Kim Kardashian's in Uber Eats ads here. Yeah, we have Kim Kardashian. You have, you have Kim, Kim Kardashian, Kardashian in Uber Eats ads. Uh, mm-hmm. No, Kim. We have Marshawn Lynch instead. <laughs> oh no, we have Kim Kardashian. Yeah, um, we, and and Snoop Dogg does menu log. Yeah. <laughs> he raps. <laughs> I, we, we've I've seen that one before. Um, Somebody I've seen... say menu log. <laughs> Uh, we we have uh, we have Lil Nas X and Elton John riding. Uh, what are those things that are like outside of convenience stores that are like uh, those little like kitty ride things? Yeah, it looks like yeah, a like, horse, but one of them's a rocket ship, and one of them, I yeah, because yeah, because like the horse from Old Town Road, and he's riding the rocket from Rocket Man. Yes, exactly. We have yeah. that commercial. Oh, by the way, back to the joke I was trying to set up before. So you're you're pulling up to the Manning House. You're you're an LSU coach recruiter. And the first thing you're like, you pull out your phone. You're like, you want to see this tiger? <laughs> <laughs> For an hour straight, you're just like, watch what Mike does next. Like, uh, you know what you like? I I know exactly what you like. You've got all these opportunities. I know that you've been given all these things. You had like Manning Day. They wrote your name in the end zone. All this stuff. 
But you know what you don't have? A tiger. <laughs> you know what Set you also don't have? Dirty brown water. <laughs> <laughs> you can get both of those in LSU and Ole Miss. Just dirty brown piss water. <laughs> No, we weren't going with that. We were selling the tiger. Anyway, I, I think we can do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what he can sell Miami. Miami's easier to sell, I think, if Lane Train comes to Miami, even though that doesn't seem like it's going to be a thing anymore. If, by the way, if Lane Kiffin goes this entire cycle and doesn't get a job, that is just going to be so disappointing. Like, not that he won't get a job another time, but just so many jobs. So many jobs, Lane. He has just- a job, doesn't he? He does, but it's old Miss. But he has a job. Yes. I know. Like Mike Leach, yeah. same thing. It's like, you can do better. You can do better than this. Yeah, These you're sco- above this. You are above this. Like, this oh, is- God. Yeah. My, I, Notre Dame can't do Mike Leach, but man, that would be fun. That would be fun. He's, he's too right wing for them, but even still, that would be fun to have Mike Leach pull it up to the Golden Cathedral and touch down Jesus and just being like, boys, have you heard of QAnon? QAnon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what would be more anarchy in that situation. Uh, it, it would appear nothing has happened with the Jokic brothers. Uh, it, it seems like yeah. we're not going to get anything from, uh, from this content purposes, but... Uh, I, I want Has Marky Morris played since? I don't know if played since. I don't think he's playing in this game, but I, I don't well, know. He, he hadn't played. So if he's I, not playing in this game, that's like it's a hell of a lot of games he's missed. I, I agree. I, uh, I have not been keeping up as well with the NBA. Nope, he has not played since the, uh, since the injury. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> At least he's still getting paid, wow. though. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't paid much attention to the NBA as of recently, although apparently the wizards are supposed to be good, but I, I refuse to acknowledge that. I mean, they're better than I thought, but I refuse to acknowledge that the wizards. I I refuse to acknowledge Washington teams. No. Yeah, no, actually that's a good way of putting it. I just refuse to entertain the possibility that like the bulls are surprisingly good, but the bulls changed their entire roster over the off season. The the wizards Mm. are just like, no, you have Dinwiddie. I'm like, why are they not better than the Lakers? Because you have Dinwiddie. That's why it's Dinwiddie and Kyle Kuzma. That can't that can't be like third best team in the Eastern Conference. It's just not allowed. And no, no, that stupid jumper that he walked in with those stupid ass sleeves. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, get a fucking grip. Like, I'd wear that. You would not. I would wear it's, that. It's inconvenient. I you and know ugly. What? I, I don't know how I can buy this, but this is actually. And you live in San Diego. You don't need this. <laughs> I live in Sacramento now. But Sacramento. Yeah. Whatever. But you still it, don't need this. You gets, don't need this. It gets down into the 50s sometimes. It doesn't look like that jacket was necessarily Translate keeping that him for warm. Me. What's 50? Uh, 50 degrees? Oh, yeah. that's right. You have to do. I, I'm sorry. Let me just let you know Fine. the rest it's of the world doesn't operate under this. Fine. How about like like 11 degrees Celsius? How about that? Oh, okay. Like 11, 12. I'm ballparking it on. It's 89 today. 89 (sighs) here. Just wanted to let you know. Thank you. After after I record this, I'm going to the pool for a swim. Congratulations. It is. It is fucking 40 degrees where I am right now. It is cold. It is dark because the sun doesn't stay out anymore. Yeah. No, this is this is depressed season. But congratulations. You're on depressing me straight. Sorry about that. (laughs) 
I'm going to use that now. I'm going to use that with my friends. I'm just because this is like seasonal depression that happens in the winter. I'm just going to start yeah. calling it Depressing Street. Yeah. So somebody in Australia stole a big bird from a costume store. And one of the journalists out the front of the courtroom, she's like, why did you steal a big bird? <laughs> like, you know, as they ask questions and they shout over each other while the people are walking down the street. And she's like, can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street? And like poor, the pause for effect was just brilliant. Like it was brilliant. And the guys like who were convicted both laughed as they were walking off. It was just fucking great. <laughs> this is and Australian I, I, OJ. This is what Australian OJ is. Yeah. It's just Sesame Street. How to, get, how to get to Sesame Street. She asked the criminals as they walked away from court. I love this country. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Yes. This is this is the kind of crimes we commit here. We still yeah. be burned. This is this is um this is your this version. Is what happens? This is honestly what happens when you take away their guns. Is that they just start robbing stores? <laughs> we just we just steal Big Bird. They just steal Big Bird. I wonder what like if if they're charged with armed robbery. What it, what are they using? No, they're point? not armed. They're, they're not armed. armed on this one. No. If you if it's armed robbery, obviously you can use a knife. But then you have to get more obscure after that. No, no you can't because that's not enough. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's an eight. That's an eight. <laughs> oh my! You're proud of yourself. Yes, eight out of ten. <laughs> eight out of ten. That's a, that's a that's a forty in the dunk contest. Congratulations! And upwards. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm playing the Dan role here at this point, where I'm just I'm just disappointed. Um, God, <laughs> fuck, what was it? Oh yeah, you need to you need to take a Ralph right into the ocean right now. <laughs> no, I don't know if you heard today's show, but that made no. me die, that made me die laughing. No, what happened? Tell me. Uh, it's always funny when someone explains so, a joke. So the the joke Stugatz was talking during the weekend observations. Stugatz was talking about taking a Louis. Which is apparently a phrase for making a left uh, is oh. taking a Louis. So apparently the alternative for that is taking a Ralph, which means going to the right. And then, okay. uh, then Chris Cody did the Chris Cody thing where he just said something, and then Dan hit him with, "You need to take a Ralph right into the ocean." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great a great moment today on the show. It was wonderful. <laughs> that's good yeah no i forgot what chris cody said oh um billy was asking if it's okay to break up with someone before thanksgiving uh when is the right time so we figured out apparently you don't give gifts for thanksgiving sorry this is about like a family dynamic so this is the difficult part they're figuring out is you can't break up with someone before thanksgiving but then you can't break up with someone before christmas you can't do it before New Year's, and you certainly can't do it before Valentine's Day. So no, you have to do it in September. Yeah, you, you, September is the only month of the year, and because, that's my birthday. So you can't break up with me then. So it can't be September. Um, can it be? How about July, August? Fourth of July is fine. I think we figured out that's that's yeah. Fair we game. don't yeah no yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't yeah, know and, what that and is. You, if you if you're gonna be single. You, well, I know I'm not an idiot. I know what it is. Um, and like for you guys, like you want to be single every summer, yeah, rather than so I think that maybe May is a good time because you pass Easter. And then 
you don't really celebrate anything until July. So if you break up with someone in May and then you've got like, is that when spring break is or is spring break in April? No, spring break is at the end of when March. spring break? Oh, well, I don't know when spring is. Fuck. <laughs> by, right. by May, people are graduating college. Yeah, see, our, our school years don't work the same way. That's totally so fair. Our school, year, our school year runs from January to November. That is like a normal oh, year. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah, yeah, the summer's in December. I forgot. Because, you know, you, like, yeah. yeah. That's how school works here. Well, it, it really doesn't. It goes from February to early December. But, yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe May. May is the only time. Maybe you're like something happens at spring break and then that, yeah. Because something happens at spring break and then it kind of like puts a strain on your relationship and then you kind of just come to the like conclusion that now we're done here. But also you can't break up during May. Easter apparently because May the 4th be with you. <laughs> exactly right. You can't do it during Easter because God forbid you don't show up to church with your significant other. I just like chocolate and I, and I like Easter egg hunts. That, fair, but I don't, I feel like that. I don't think I've, I've never been to church. That totally we fair. We don't do church here. That's totally fair. I just, I guess I forgot that after eight years old, Easter is still a holiday, except for old people going to church. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like so many public holidays. It's just about work. So, because we have the Friday off, we have the Monday off. So many days. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. It's I don't time mean to work because you get lots of money. This is fair. I don't mean to be the Grinch of Easter, but if you're like older than about twelve, I... bum, bum, bana, oh. Yeah, uh, the, I don't mean to be last night. We were, last night we were watching the highlights of the day, and Kareem Hunt came up, and and I didn't combine his name, but Jimmy did. And I was like, but it, it had been silent until then. And so then he just like goes, Cunt. and I was like, what? Like, do you have Tourette's? And he's like, Kareem Hunt. And I was like, oh, oh, can you not say that again? You got to do crunt in that situation. You got to add the R. You got to no, do crunt. He, he, he didn't. He you didn't. can't, it's you not can't crunt do the other it's one. Car-unt. <laughs> well, he did. And he did. And and no one had said anything for like a minute before for before it. So he just like randomly said that word out loud. And I was like, what? What what is wrong with you? <laughs> this is a very awkward conversation uh, so, for we, someone who doesn't we, get we've, the show. We've, we've now established that you can't do it with Kareem Hunt. <laughs> you can't, yes, that is fair. You can do crunt. Yeah. You can do crunt. Yeah. You just can't do the you can't, because his name's not Cream, it's Kareem. So it would be Karunt. <laughs> Crunt, crunt. No. Just, just. Does, do we feel like this game has to have rules? It's just combining yes. two words. We don't need to make rules around the Chris Cody combining words game. I just did. No, the rule is you can't do Kareem Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Fine. You can't do Kareem Hunt anymore. Anyways, back to me being the uh, the the what was it? The Easter Grinch. Or what was it? The Grinch of Easter? Yeah, Greaster. Greaster. That sounds like if Tron- <laughs> if John Travolta was in a horror movie. <laughs> the Greaster. 
<laughs> That'd be a, fu- a funny remake of the 1979 movie where John Travolta at 27 years old pretends like he's a high school kid. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, if you're older uh, than... Olivia Newton-John was so beautiful. I've never seen Grease, so just throwing that out there. But uh, Oh, my God. Born, I, I, so I better leave this room. Born 23 <laughs> years after the movie came out. It doesn't matter. You can just educate yourself. Fair enough. But anyways, to be the greaster, if you're older than 13, you, you don't need to do Easter egg hunts anymore. You can just eat the candy. There's no need to no need to have make make another grown adult hide eggs so that you could go running around your backyard looking for them. But it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, you got- when you've been eating them for like two, two months leading up to it, it doesn't really like hit the same. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> when you're when you're thirty years old, running around looking for Easter eggs that you're you're loving. I feel partner, like you're judging me here, and, and I think you should stop. I fine. I was just gonna say that your loving partner Brad Stevens has hid for you <laughs> because he'll put up with a lot of shit. <laughs> Brad Stevens would leave me a fucking diagram as to where he's hid them. That is the funny part. If he can't find two, he hi- I think Brad Stevens is good at hiding Easter eggs. He would hide them quite well. And then yeah, like, has- like, 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 like I draw up an in bound. Yep. He's, he's got the whiteboard up. He's, <laughs> got the, he's got the whiteboard there. And then you keep asking for hints. He's like, I, th- I think you got it. I don't think you need the hint yet. I, I think you can still find <laughs> it. Even though he's hit it literally under the, <laughs> under the porch but in a place only Jason Tatum can crawl under and get. Jason Tatum's son. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's so cute. He's like the cutest kid ever. I, I will concur this. Yes. Uh, out of all the NBA kids, I think Deuce has probably takes the cake. He he is the cutest of the NBA yeah. kids. If Deuce can wear a mask, you can wear a mask. That, that can be interpreted in many different ways, but yes, that is that is a good PSA for the people of Boston and St. Louis area. If, if Deuce can wear a mask, you can too. Yeah. Beautiful. Have you ever wondered where Deuce's mom is? Now you might. I, no. I can say I can say with certainty I've never thought about that. I I don't spend much time thinking about Deuce Tatum except for the occasional time where he runs on the floor and we get the cute video. Well, now you'll think about it. Yes, thank you for that. As a Welcome. as a, as a lifelong not caring about the Celtics person, I will very much take this into account. And thank you. This is weird because again, just I'm a, Southern California, born into the Laker fandom. Just don't care about the Celtics. They just exist. You're uh, not born into the lake of fandom. You you suffer by association. That's all it is. Like yeah, you're not no. actually. You don't. I, I I don't feel things for that team anymore. I I not since they traded my beloved Larry Nance Jr. have I felt yeah. anything for the Lakers. But yeah, even still, eh, Celtics Celtics exist. They're cool. They are cool. Yeah, they, we okay. we're cool. Their jerseys are nice. Their fans are racist. That's about all we got. Yeah. And that is correct. That three, is correct. Three championships Why, in 40 guys? years. Shut up. <sighs> oh, like, let's just pick an arbitrary amount of time and say, this is how many, like, that's not how it works, dickheads. You can do it anytime. You can do my entire life, one championship, my entire lifetime, which is not What, what makes you so special? Who gives a shit about your lifetime? I how about don't. your lifetime? 
I don't care about that either. Like, I'm happy to acknowledge the past. Like, I, I can watch Greece even though I wasn't fucking alive then. Fair like, enough. I can do, I can acknowledge history that comes before me. Cause I'm oh, I can that. too, but it's also more fun to piss off old people by pretending like you don't know. Don't like, call me old people. <laughs> it's it fun so much. It's fun to piss off old people because it makes them feel old and no one likes to feel old because all of a sudden you start questioning your own mortality. And I'm like, Haha, I'm a youthful child who was born after this century. I just hate you. That's totally fair. I, I, I would hate myself too. Depressing me. Out, I'd give you four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Crawl on down to depressing me street. <laughs> yeah. Join, right, join Ohio me, State's join, living right now. Ohio State me. has set up shop in depressing me street. Yes, me and Colts fans. Me and Colts fans setting up shop in depressing me street right now. <laughs> Sucks to be you. You you don't ever go down to Presby Street because you 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 make a nice little left turn right at Mike the Tiger right. Before. I make a I make a Ralph at Mike the Tiger. Yeah, you turn you, you take a Ralph. I'm taking a Louie. Taking a Louie. Both of those sound oddly sexual, but at this I, apparently this is something old people say because this was Stu Gotts who brought this to our attention that this is a thing that exists. Yeah, but I also now don't believe that it is a thing that exists because it was Stu Gotts that told us this. It Dan knew what it was, so okay. uh, apparently right. so it's it was, an old people thing. Yeah, uh, apparently. Well, do I have to wait to Tuesday and have Greg confirm that it's an old people thing? No. Did we Roy have... know? Because if if it's an old people thing, old ass Roy should know. Old ass Roy, I don't think was there today on the show. Uh, maybe maybe he was. Maybe old ass Roy was there, but he didn't say much today. Like you'd know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I watched a little bit of the live stream, so I, 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 I can't remember if old ass Roy was there, but uh, Billy and Chris and was there, then probably not. Yeah, Whitt- Whittingham Seems confirmed so. it ever so slightly. He knew what taking a Louie was. So. Of course he did. Yeah, w- Whittingham will get it for you. The, the old soul that is actually, I think Smetty's uh-huh. the youngest. I think Smetty's the closest to my age. And even oh, how, how would you not have known that? Has she never mentioned it 8000 times in the last six months? I, I know they're close. I think it's only like a year difference between her and Whittingham. You have but... to tell us how fun you are. You're not fun. If you have to tell us how young you are, I don't want to hear it. We like having fun here. <laughs> we, we have fun here. Yeah, we like to have fun here. I, I said that to someone this week and they just stared at me and I was like, Oh, this happens all the time. No, you know what I will do all the time is if some like I'm with a group of people and you're just having a conversation and someone repeats something, I will just randomly just out of nowhere just go. Steve Martin was also a prop comic. No context. I will always say it whenever someone repeats. It's a tick. It's a force of habit. I'll just be like, yeah, Steve Martin was also a prop comic. People are listening to this on our podcast. They have no idea what we're talking about. Not a a clue. That's okay. That's the beauty of not getting the show. I'm just trying to find other examples of when I do this in everyday life, but I do I do the word combining thing every now and then. Yeah, oh no, that's that's an actual problem for me. That like I can't go a day without doing it, and I don't even notice. Like it's such a subconscious thing now that I just do it all the time. Oh, I'll tell you one that I do. I sometimes I say it out loud, sometimes I don't, but I'll always just go splash. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Flash. Uh, 
I, by the way, people can't see this, but Morgan just choked on her, her vape right there when I said splash. Sometimes I'll like say, hey, came Nick's laugh and just walk away. <laughs> 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 splash. I also say happy June to people randomly. Oh, I love that. Happy June. Hey, everybody. Oh, I miss Andrew Luck. So I miss Andrew Luck not as much as they miss Andrew Luck. <laughs> let's see. Let's see how limited fake Andrew Luck is because this is one of the five impressions I have. One of them is John Gruden. So John Gr- Dirty John Gruden is retired right now. But yeah, uh, let's see how Andrew. Hey, everybody. Happy June. Jack Doyle. <laughs> Jack Doyle. Ah, every- everybody loves Jack Doyle. <laughs> You sound like Michael Tiger. That's what I was gonna say. Just, just <laughs> how would Andrew? Okay, how would Andrew Luck fare in the t- cage with Mike the Tiger? Oh, tiger. Hey Mike. Oh, hi everybody, Mike the Tiger. Hi Mike. Imagine if, oh, oh, if Andrew Luck took a job as like the trainer of Mike the Tiger. <laughs> All right, let's hey, everybody, Mike the Tiger. What else do I have here? Well, how would it be if Bill Belichick was in the t- in the cage with Mike the Tiger? I can do a Bill. Belichick. His son was in there, like. Oh, we got We got to take it one step at a time, or, or worry about worry about Steve, and then we'll, we'll, we'll figure out the, the other son whose name I don't know. This is actual Bill Belichick. Belichick's like, Bill's like, yeah, we got a tiger. But have you seen this random bird in a tree? And talks about the bird for like four hours, like he'd talk about the punter rather than anything interesting. I know. I got this this large tiger here, but uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Smoldering. Uh, uh, did, should John Gruden be in the tiger cage now? I got that one in the arsenal. Yeah, he's rap bait. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, man. We got this big old tiger here. <laughs> we got a little tiger here, boys. Hey, what's Mike the Glennon. deal with all these women in football now? Mike Glennon in the draft. Yeah, yeah, Peter man, man. Nathan Peterman. He's got Nathan a Peterman. The Peterman. Is that Les Miles riding the tiger? Les Miles, is that what he's doing now? Les Miles. Happy just... birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think. I like to think that. Uh, I like to think that John Gruden just sings "Happy Birthday" to his wife with just such zeal every year. Knock on wood if you're with me. Knock on wood if you're with me, man. Ugh, is that a tiger? Wow, is that Steve Belichick, man? Wow. I I honestly don't know. I know Bill has another son who's on the Patriots staff. I have no idea what his name is though. I love nepotism. <laughs> Yep. Actually, that was fun. I, 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 again, if you're playing the drinking game at home for the podcast, make sure to take a shot right now. But uh, I've been working through Seth Wickersham's book. Uh, it is 19 hours long. I'm getting closer to the end. Um, but yeah, apparently. I Bill like Bell- how you said you've been working through it. Does that mean you haven't been reading it? I, I've been reading the audio book. Uh, uh-huh. It is. Uh, it's 19 hours long. It's taking. I appreciate five you weeks. calling it working through it then. It's taken five weeks. I'm almost there, but wow. it's it's a it's like the size of three audiobooks, and it, it might take me two weeks to finish a normal audio. Is this the Patriots one? Yeah, this is the this yeah. is the this is the Brady Belichick one, and uh, okay. apparently Belichick wants to retire when both of his sons are well established into coaching, and when he figures out the quarterback situation. That's apparently what it'll take for Bell to retire. Okay. 
yeah. is the quarterback situation sorted or I is guess Mac we'll find Jones... out, won't we? When? Eventually. <laughs> when he retires. <laughs> <laughs> Once he retires, we'll go, okay, well, I guess it's sorted then. I guess we got it. Yeah, we got it down. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I guess we'll find out. Give it give give Mac Jones more games, I guess. I don't know. Oh. We like having fun here. We have fun here in New England. <laughs> we like having fun. <laughs>